Welcome back to The Daily Poem, which is brought to you this month by Bibliophiles. I'm David Kern, and today is Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. The poem that I'm going to read today is by an American poet named Morris Manning. It's called The Winter of My Discontent, and it's from his wonderful book, Rail Splitter, which came out a few years ago. This is a book that is told from the perspective of Abraham Lincoln, who is who's dead, who's been assassinated, and he's, for the most part, looking back on his life, his presidency, his work, his ambitions, his fears, all those sorts of things. It's a wonderful book, one of my favorite books of poetry to come out in the last few years, and uh, highly recommend it. I've re- shared poems from it here on the podcast before. And the poem that I'm going to read today is called The Winter of My Discontent. I'm going to read it once, offer a few thoughts on it, with a little bit of Civil War context, and then uh, read it one more time. So it goes like this. The winter of my discontent. That was 1862, and February was the depth. And yet the grief went deeper still, continuing as an endless valley. And I was walking down it alone. Death was everywhere, a fog over the land. And in my house, I concluded, was where the fog began. I was alone, as I am now, to pronounce my soliloquies in the dark, and my thoughts to dive down. Am I a living ghost? What fate is now foreshadowed by this moment? How desperate must I be in this scene? What resolution must I make? To call for a horse? Where would I go? Something happens to time in despair. It ceases to divide, and yet division was my residence. So practicing soliloquies revealed my mind, and the absence of time gave me strangely time to practice. And I had a discerning audience, one who was familiar with my voice. So this poem begins by telling us that it's February of 1862. Of course, we're into the Civil War, well into the Civil War. And a lot happened in Abraham Lincoln's life and in the war during this month. On the one hand, 1862 saw the first uh, major victories by the Union Army in the Civil War. There were a couple of uh, pretty big battles. I believe Fort Henry was one of them that, that began, perhaps, to turn the tide of the war. So there's a sense of optimism about what's coming for the, for the Union Army. Grant has begun to show his bona fides, if you will. And yet on the other hand, February 20th of 1862, uh, Abraham Lincoln's third son, Willie, was taken with a, with a fever and he died uh, on February 20th. Lincoln only had one child, Robert Todd Lincoln, to, to live to adulthood. He had one die in 1850 at the age of four. And... Uh, His youngest was born in 1853 and only lived to 1871. He died of heart failure at age 18. And so here we are in February of 1862. Lincoln, in the first half of the month, seeing these victories begin to show up. His hopes for the war, for the preservation of the Union, for those sorts of things. On the one hand, uh, something that he's clinging to. And yet, on the other hand, the despair of of losing a child. He says, Death was everywhere a fog over the land, and in my house, I concluded, was where the fog began now. 
he's presiding over this bloody battle where people are losing children and brothers are fighting each other and the war is just consuming the country. It's laying waste to the country. And noble as the cause may have been, Lincoln surely had some doubts about what it was going to mean, what the cost was going to be. So even as he's sending young men to battle, he's losing his own child. And so he's contemplating that despair here. He's contemplating the depths of the despair that he is in, which are continuing as an endless valley, and that he is walking alone, he says. And he seems to be thinking of himself as like, as like a heroic figure, perhaps a soldier in a play, a, a Brutus or a, you know, a Hamlet who has these great soliloquies to explain himself, to, to explore his own inner life, to explore his despair. But the audience here is, is uh, well, it is familiar with his voice. It's, it's so real. It's so, ab it's so lacking in abstraction. You know, it, he's there to speak to himself about the things that he's going through. So there's a lot of pathos in this, in this poem. Um, it's a really great poem for this time of year, I think. And, and it's a great poem about, a, about this war whose impact is still being felt almost 200 years later. So here one more time is the winter of my discontent. That was 1862, and February was the depth, and yet the grief went deeper still, continuing as an endless valley, and I was walking down it alone. Death was everywhere, a fog over the land, and in my house, I concluded, was where the fog began. I was alone, as I am now, to pronounce my soliloquies in the dark, and my thoughts did dive down. Am I a living ghost? What fate is now foreshadowed by this moment? How desperate must I be in this scene? What resolution must I make? To call for a horse? Where would I go? Something happens to time in despair. It ceases to divide. And yet division was my residence. So practicing soliloquies revealed my mind. And the absence of time gave me... Strangely, time to practice. And I had a discerning audience, one who was familiar with my voice. This has been The Daily Poem, which is brought to you this month by Bibliophiles. Post-production is by Logan Green, and I'm David Kern. And we'll be back with another poem for you tomorrow. This episode of The Daily Poem is brought to you by Bibliophiles, a production of the Center for Lit Podcast Network, where the Andrews family brings the great ideas of Western literature to bear on the life, art, and culture of our modern world. Look for Bibliophiles, that's Bibliophiles with an F, wherever you get your podcasts, or find curriculum materials, online classes, and book clubs at centerforlit.com.